Derek, let's get started. Go ahead and ready to preach his word. One, two. That's cancel culture. Yeah, that's it. This is my shirt. They tried to sit us down. They tried to cancel the culture. Now we can't be stopped, slow down, shut up, we can't you can bring the track down just a little. Right there. We fight hard, take scars, we will never give up. The fight continues. 400 years, rise out of the ashes. The blood, sweat, and tears. Scriptures tell us to cast all our cares. The higher the mountain, the more we persevere. Culture was birthed in the struggle. Being chased was the cardio. Chains was developing the muscle. We learned to fight for what we believe in. Ten toes down on the pavement, still marching for freedom. Mothers grieving, the blood dripping. Father behind the walls, system straight stripped them. We fly a different type of kites. Child is stolen from under us. No time to ride bikes. Instead, on the corner late nights. Oodles and noodles, quarter waters and fried rice. Deadly appetite. So sees a murder in the darkness. Turn on the lights. Surrounded by death, it just ain't right. They tried to sit us down. They tried to cancel the culture. But we can't. Now we can't be stopped, slow down, shut up, we kept quiet. We still rise. Movements away. Scars, we will never give up. So now the lights on, cancel the shuttles, notice eyes wide open. 2020, now the focus, mind no longer on the temple. Jesus invaded my body, and the spiritual got my mental focus on what's real. The world promoting the fake. Ancestors died so we can walk through the gates. Not gonna shut up, sit back and take this. Gonna speak up, stand up, convert the atheist. It's the realest thing I ever wrote. Black man still swing from trees somebody untie the rope they laughing at us think it's a joke i'm just a messenger i'm here to give them hope and yo that hope is jesus the christ son of our the father he gave us the keys and yo he gave us the power try to cancel the culture tell them all yo they gonna have to try a little harder they tried to sit us down. They tried to cancel the culture. But we can't. Now we can't be stopped slow. It's about waking up a generation. That's so lost. People died in the struggle. It's more than that. Just going out there and acting a fool. We kings and queens. And so we gotta rise up. Jesus is the only way to rise. We celebrate the resurrection. There's no resurrection without Christ. This world can't get up without him. Come on, let's talk about how I survived. Get close, get close. Yeah. I survived some stuff. I do this too. Come. One, two. By the blood of the land. Yeah, you can bring it up. Nah, you ain't got to bring it up. That's good. By the words of our testimony. Let's go right to the track. One, two. For the overcomers. Let's go. Come on. Bring it up. Bring it up. Yeah. What's some dark nights? 
another eight it's still eight so i can't fix that i meant to say 16 y'all know we done read i meant to say verses one through eight 
right? Because we read 9 through 20. But now I said I'm going to read to the end of Mark 16, starting at the first verse. All right, don't make me think I don't lost. I'm going to go home. Are we in the right place? This is Next Level Ministries, right? All right, here we go. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they, they might anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large. It had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were afraid. He said, don't be alarmed. You look for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Amen. You may be seated. If you're looking in bewilderment, I've done my job well. Because I told you I was going to read all the way to the end of Mark 16. But Mark 16 actually ends at verse 8, not at verse 20. We'll get there in a minute. I give it to you now so you don't have to wait for that. Because what happened is if you, um, this is where you pull in the class, and that's why theology class was amazing, right? Kind of helps you. But what you'll find that is in the oldest manuscripts of Mark 16, they all conclude with verse 8. That is where the oldest writings stop. But which ends with the women fleeing from the tomb, saying nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The thing is, they didn't really want to end it that way because it just it ends so abruptly. So from other later manuscripts, when you look at, if you've ever cross-referenced any of the Gospels, Mark, Luke, and John, I mean, John, Luke, Matthew, and Mark, I mean, and Luke, you will see that they include different portions of the account that Mark does not. And so what they did is they put 9 and 20 to give it a more concise and a more detailed conclusion to Mark. But Mark actually, the gospel of Mark actually ends at verse 8 of chapter 16. So that's what we're going to deal with. All right? Not too deep, but a little bit deep for you because... Sometimes it just makes you wonder, but it's just a great little little piece of information. So when people want to drink and they say, when does Mark 16 actually end? You tell them verse 8 is the actual ending of Mark. 
All right. We're going to talk to you this morning about opening gifts that you're afraid of. Opening scary gifts. Let's be honest. Everyone has a little kid on the inside. And truth be told, we like, we like celebrations that involve gifts. <laughs> yeah, we do. We love to open gifts, the expectation of what's inside. Is it what we ask for or is it, or is it what we really need? <laughs> yeah, you ever get them gifts, you know, I brought you some underwear. It's a good gift. But I got you some, you ain't gonna say nothing. I'm being real with you this morning. We understand that the person giving the gift thought enough about us to sacrifice some time, some money, or even some creativity to the gift being presented, right? And they are also looking in expectation to the response that you give. A lot of people wanted you to want, want to see you open it, yeah. right? Yeah. It's almost like looking at that ugly baby that you don't know what to say about. I know y'all think I'm crazy. This is you Sunday. I'll be me, but you you know what I'm saying. Beautiful. Nice toes. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> God be the glory. But the thing is, will they like it? Will, will they use it? Will they appreciate it? And sometimes even, did they get you something? <laughs> it's not like giving somebody something and you sitting there waiting but they ain't get you nothing but, but what happens when you open something that you're afraid of something you have no reference for and that's what the spirit impressed on my heart this morning this is not your typical Christmas season message you know you know, I, 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 I do thank God for the birth of Jesus Christ I think that is an important, important event in history. We we celebrate the nativity of our Savior, Amen. And and we know we don't take it we don't take it lightly. But it's just that I don't think it's as important as the purpose for which He came. Hear me out. Do we celebrate the fact that you showed up, or do we celebrate the fact? that you showed up. <laughs> the word tells us that God knew us before the foundation of the world. It also tells us in Ephesians that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he had already prepared before the foundation of the world. So when did Jesus never exist? The answer is never, which means there was a never a time that me and you did not exist. Oh, the only thing that changes is that we step into time and we exit time. We've always existed. Follow me. 
we celebrate the birth because that is the celebration of the fact that they entered time. But if you heard right, we shouldn't celebrate the birth. We should be celebrating death. If they have completed their purpose, y'all yeah. not going to say nothing. See, the issue is what you do in between that time. God has opened up some things for us, and we can't be afraid to use them and enjoy them. So we're going to celebrate and visit what those things of most importance are right here in these short little eight verses of Scripture. I only got two points today, and I hope I drive the point. But the fact is, we we celebrate the fact that Jesus completed his purpose. What if Jesus came and when he said, Father, can you find another way? He decided, oh, you can't find another way. I'm not going to do it. What if Jesus said, when he said, not, nevertheless, not my will, your will. What if that never existed in scripture? So the fact that you're born, when you're born, you're supposed to find out what you're here for. You're supposed to do what you've been placed here to do, because when you close your eyes, you're going to have to give an account for, did you use the time that I gave you wisely? So let's look at it. The first thing he says is in when the Sabbath, verse 16, well, is F 16, yeah, in chapter 16, verse, he said, verse 1, he said, when the Sabbath was passed. Now, this is it. I'm going to give you, I gave you the first deep point, which was, it ends at verse 8. And this is going to be the next thing for y'all, just a little deep thing. And then we're just going to have a little church and celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ and go home. Sabbath. Everybody has a lot of questions about this. Why do we come to church on Sunday? When the Sabbath is, what do you think it is? Okay, let's correct some stuff now. Let's see if I can do this in the shortest time because it isn't an argument for the ages. Can I do this in five minutes? Let's see. What day is the Jewish Sabbath? It is Saturday. That is the Jewish Sabbath, Saturday. When the Bible says when Saturday was over. And for them, the Sabbath, Saturday ends at six o'clock. Follow this. Six o'clock on Saturday, Sabbath, it's over. We mark our days at midnight. They mark their days at sundown. So now we're 12 hours into the day after the Sabbath. Luke puts it this way. On the first day of the week, right? So it's Sunday. Catch this. On the first day of the week. It's Sunday. We're 12 hours in. It's early or nearly 12 hours in early in the morning on Sunday. This is what we're talking about here. The Jews had no words for days. They didn't have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They didn't have them in Hebrew. They only used numbers. Right? All the numbers were related to the Sabbath. 
the first day after the Sabbath, the second day after the Sabbath, third day after the Sabbath, fourth day after the Sabbath. So the first day after the Sabbath, according to our calendar, because their Sabbath is Saturday, would be Sunday. All right? Here we go. They started number the days after the Sabbath. So Luke says on the first day of the week, that's Sunday. That's the third day. He was in the grave on Friday. He was in the grave on Saturday. He's been in the grave for about 12 hours on Sunday. That covers three days in the grave. Catch it. Any part of that day would be fulfillment of that. So now it's Sunday morning and there's going to be a dramatic change in how the Jewish people have to view their calendar. Up until that point, it has always been Saturday. But when Jesus rose from the dead, from that point on, it has always been Sunday. So when people want to ask you, why do you come to church on Sunday and not celebrate the Sabbath, which is on Saturday? You tell them, because our Savior got up on Sunday. We don't celebrate when he was in the grave. We celebrate the fact that he got up. So, here go Mary Magdalene and the mother of James and Salome. They all bring us sweet spices that they could come and anoint Jesus. And it was very early in the morning of the first day of the week. They came to the specular at the rising of the sun. They said, who's going to roll away this stone from the, from the, 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 the scapular? Who's going to move this stone out the way? And when they looked, they saw that the stone had been rolled away because it was very great. Here's point one. Here's what we got to celebrate. We talk about opening scary gifts. The first thing that was open was the tomb. The tomb was open. The tomb was open, but not only was the tomb open, the gift was already open. They came and what they, watch this, let me take my time, say take your time. They came expecting to finish wrapping the Savior. Remember? Because they couldn't do it on that time. So when they, they had come to finish what they had started, they didn't even get to finish wrapping the present. So now here they come to the tomb to go ahead and finish the anointing process. But they also came expecting great difficulty and opposition. They had expect to find a dead body. So they had a whole bunch of roadblocks. They had a dead body they was looking for. They had a stone that they know they couldn't move away because they were women. I'm not even going to deal with that fact. So what is going to happen? See, see, this is not the first time Mary had wrapped her son. Oh, my God. Well, you remember when he was a babe, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Oh shoot. Then then at at his death he's wrapped in linen. He he was wrapped in swaddling clothes at birth, but at death he's wrapped in linen. Do, do you see he, he he was wrapped cheap in the birth. He was wrapped expensive at death. 
because it costs more. Not only that, do, do, do you remember the story of Lazarus? I, I know because I, I preach in here, right? We, we know that when Jesus told Lazarus to come out of the tomb, people had to unwrap him from the grave clothes. But nobody unwrapped Jesus. Who unwrapped him? It wasn't Jesus. I know that you think he just got up and everything fell. He did not just get up. He didn't get up by himself. His father unwrapped him. Oh, my God. Y'all better see, 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 see. God Almighty had received not the gift that was under the tree, but the gift that came off the tree. Who? Oh, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. Here's, here's, here's the ramifications of that. See, he first rolled away the stone. Now, he didn't roll away the stone. He raised, he opened the gift before he opened the door. Because if he would have opened the door before he raised the gift, we'd still be in our sins. Watch this. He raised them up, then he opened the door. The fact that God opened up the gift, he ain't getting no gift receipt, means that he accepted the gift. If he wouldn't accept the gift, he would have left the body there. But the fact that he opened it and took the gift means that we have been forgiven of what Jesus died for. I'm preaching. That is good news so that we're not still in our sins. Because if it had to be a perfect sacrifice, Jesus was waiting, God was waiting to open the gift. Now, why did he open the tomb? He didn't open the tomb so Jesus could come out. Because you remember time, you remember when Thomas doubted and they were all in the room. Nobody opened the door for Jesus to get in. He walked right through the door. Jesus could have walked right through the stone. The stone wasn't moved so he could come out. The stone was moved so we can go in. Help me up in here. Help me up in here. See, we, we got to be able to go in. Somebody say, I'm so glad that it was open so we could go in. What that represents this Christmas, why we need to be celebrating is the fact, and some of y'all can testify to this already, that you have been in some dead places. That if that stone had not been moved, you would not be able to come out of. The fact that the stone was rolled away lets us go into stuff that we should not come out of. Oh my God. That's why we can't be trapped and we can't be caught up in anything. The devil may have you in a dead place for a little while, but tap your neighbor and say, the door is open. He said he always makes a way of escape. You just got to look for the door. The stone has already been whirled away. So because... So, so now they come, it's already moved, and he's not there. Somebody opened up their gift. You can, he doesn't need to be anointed. He's already risen. 
So they went into and they saw a young men sitting on the side in white garment and they were afraid. Why were they afraid? They were afraid because what they expected wasn't there. God is about to blow your mind. Oh my God. He said to them, don't be afraid. You see Jesus, he's crucified, he's risen, he's not here. Look at the place where they laid him. Go tell the disciples and Peter, who don't think he's a disciple. That he's going before you and you're going to see him. As he said to you, and they went out quickly, they left. They were trembled, amazed, and they were afraid, and they didn't say anything to nobody. And it ends. Could you imagine if they didn't tell anybody? There had to be something at the end of Mark into where we are now that had to happen in order for us to find out because they had to get over that fear. See, here's what's happening. I'm, I'm about done. The things that have been open in this is the tomb, Jesus, and heaven. It's all there. When it was open, it's, it's open heavens. When he's telling them to go your way on the road, tell them. He's saying it's open heavens. Heaven was shut to us when sin entered. But when Jesus died and went to the right hand of the Father, heaven is now open to us. See, God has opened some things that are going to absolutely scare you. If you ever wanted to know how you can identify God in your life, it's when it looks scary. It's not when it looks convenient. It's not when it looks like it's all paved out. It's when you are afraid of it. That long. Come on, free, free. See, see, God wants to give you something that's so big and so out of your league that you have no reference point for it. And so it is a free. That's why you got to, when Peter wanted to walk, let me walk on the water, step out of the boat. It was afraid. He looked and he got afraid. Because whenever God got you doing some stuff, some real stuff for the kingdom, you are going to be afraid. Tap your neighbor and say, this year you're about to get scared. I want to know, I want to be around some people that are afraid of what God is doing in their life. That's that's the area you want to be in. You don't want to be around people who are just riding the ship and it ain't, ain't nothing rocking, ain't going through nothing, ain't battling nothing, ain't fighting through nothing. You want to be around. You got to be on y'all. Y'all messing with me on Friday. I'm going to come see me on Friday. I'll, I'll go ahead and drive that point in. But not only that, you're going to find things in unexpected places. He said you're looking for Jesus in the wrong place. Come on. <laughs> he's not here. I know where you put him, but that's not where he's at. I don't know where you put Jesus this year, but that ain't where he's at. Ooh, help me up in here. Well, Pastor, Jesus is everywhere. He's omniscient. No, 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 no. Where did you lay him? Where, it didn't say where he laid. Where did you put him? Some of us have put God on the back burner. Put him on the side. Put him as an afterthought. Put him as uh, later on. Put him as a... Where did you lay him? That's why you lost now. Because he's not where you put him. You ever go looking for something you know you put it there? And it ain't there no more? 
And now you gotta look all over the house, all over the place for where this thing at. Cause I know I put it here. And then you find it somewhere else. And you don't want to take the blame for it. So you blame everybody else in the house that they put it somewhere else. Because you knew. I'm not saying you you just gave yourself up. I wasn't saying nothing about you. I'm looking straight ahead. So, then you find it and you figure out that's where I laid it. Jesus did you put him in a dead place you're not gonna find Jesus in dead places you're not gonna find Jesus in that dead relationship you ain't gonna find Jesus in that dead weed and that dead Ciroc oh this is you of this next level y'all we ain't gonna have you ain't gonna find Jesus on your dead end job you ain't gonna find Jesus in your bank account, in your love life, sex life, fornicating life, adultery life. You ain't, you ain't gonna find you. You gonna find Jesus at the right hand of His Father. If you want to be with Jesus, you got to be in Jesus at the right hand of His Father. <laughs> See, y'all getting quiet. Y'all getting quiet. Jesus ain't at the club. He, he ain't on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, IG, whatever you want to call it. That ain't it. Some people, some people will go to IG and Instagram and all their feeds before they get their knees and ask God, what should I do? Let me see if anybody stop having. Let me just go ahead and throw this in there for a minute. I only got two more minutes to get you out of here by 1.30. Can you please stop using the internet as your therapy? With these jack leg lawyers and therapists that you allow to speak into your life, because they amen you're crazy. You can find anybody that amen you're crazy, Deja. And while I'm on this point, stop amening these fake bishops. Well, I said it. Hold this. So you're going to see things that's frightening you. Not only that, you're going to find things in unexpected places. Get in places that you never... Do, do some new stuff. This, this year and this season, get in some new places. Now let me just go ahead and put this here because I, I am not preaching to you to tell you to lead this church. <laughs> but if the Lord so say so, then that's what you got to do to find them, find them, do what you need to do. I ain't got no ties and no chains on nobody, but don't get it twisted. If you're in a place that's growing and challenge you, that's where you need to be. Amen. If you're not growing and you're not being challenged, then you can, yeah, then I ain't doing my job. That's okay. Find somebody that can challenge you more. But if you can't listen to me, you ain't going to listen to nobody anyway. You ain't going to say nothing. 
you can't handle the truth. Cause everybody, you every place you go, you gon' you ain't gonna like something or somebody. It ain't gonna be nobody perfect. The only way you are gonna have a perfect church is if you get out of it, number one, and is if you don't go to it. Hallelujah. That's your perfect church. You gotta empty it out. There'd be nobody in here but yours. Amen. Preach, pastor. I think I will. Also, you're going to see things that he never, that he told you. He said he's going to be there like he told you. He's, you're going to see things that he told you will come to pass. That's the resurrection. That's why we celebrate, because we are seeing things that he told us would come to pass. That's awesome to know that you're in that place where you know that God is showing you things that he said would come to pass. We can't operate. He's on a whole nother timetable. And the last thing is you are going to open your mind. They were they were quiet. They were afraid. The Bible says they said nothing. But something had to happen to make them open their mouths. And I'll tell you why. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul, and I'm closing, says these words. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach unto you, which you have received, wherein you stand, but which you also are saved if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received. That's the problem. Some people are trying to deliver what they ain't got. You can only give out what you received. Not what you heard, what you received. Ooh. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. He was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 people, of whom a greater part remain present to this day. But some, they're not dead. They fall asleep. Ooh. After that, he was seen at James, then all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen by me, born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not even meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace was bestowed upon me, and it was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. Yes, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Therefore, whether it's I or they, so we preach and you believe. If Christ be not risen from the dead, and some of you say that there is no resurrection, but if there is no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen, our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain also. That is what we celebrate in the birth of our Savior, that our faith is not in vain. The fact that he rose, that he got up, that he was born, and that he did what he was supposed to do for us so that we could have open heavens, open tomb, open, y'all not going to help me. That is a blessing. So while you was at home ripping open your little gifts, you need to thank God that he opened up Jesus. Yes. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you better thank God that he did not take Jesus 
to TJ Maxx and return it like some of y'all are going to do on tomorrow. Somebody say thank God for that. Thank God for that. I ain't mad at you. I know that's right. Some of y'all we give so many times you gave the person back the same thing they gave you and forgot. It's all good. So let's stand. Come on, come on. We get out of here. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your time. But your family know the reason for the season is Jesus. Amen. Pray for one another. And listen, we're going to try our best to continue to move with wisdom with the way this COVID, this variant is moving. Um, we're just going gonna to ask God to direct our paths. Amen. Um, we're, we're praying we don't have to go back to all virtual, but we'll see what happens if everybody does what they need to do sometimes even doing all that you know to do you know it's, it's a virus but we thank god that most of our members are vaccinated and some even boosted and so that they don't have to be hospitalized and we're not burying anybody amen 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 and 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 don't don't allow it, Madora. So don't allow fear and everything to rule. Cause I, I was thinking about. I was like, man, you can you can have symptoms, but it's like nobody got a cold no more. Like colds have disappeared. <laughs> everything is everything is COVID. Sometimes you can just have a cold. Amen. But take care of yourselves and enjoy. Amen. Amen. Father, we bless you and we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and for what you've done for sending your only son to die for us, but not just to die, to get up and to receive him and give us victory in every situation. Cover us until we come and meet again. Bless those on the airways, on band. We thank God for you. Join us every Sunday. If you're not doing nothing on New Year's, join in for us. Stay safe. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.